0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: I'm on a couple lists now to try to get the vaccine because that's the way you do it. It it is just so not a process that makes any sense. If you want to get the vaccine, you just call as many pharmacies as you can and get on as many lists as you can. That that's the way you do it. Great plan. Great system. And it's just ridiculous. Um, but anyway, I saw this story that the, the Oakland Zoo is starting to vaccinate their most at-risk animals. So the monkeys are going to get their vaccine and the hyenas before I do. Wow. Wow. How does that make you feel? It's terrible. But we have uh, we have goats at the Oakland Zoo, our own personal goats. Wow. Well, then the you ought display, to call them up. I, yeah, I think I'd have some special in. Yank your goats if they don't come correct. Yeah.
2: And give you the, the the shot. You just uh, you sit there in a monkey cage and wait for your turn.
1: I guess it's for inner city kids because, like, for most uh, rural kids, like m- my kids and their friends, uh, you travel to go to the zoo and you see goats. You're going to be pretty disappointed. But yeah. Uh, yeah. If you're an urban child, you maybe you haven't seen a goat. So
2: right. So, so among other things, we ought to get to, or we have gotten to, and we'll get to again. The CDC says once you get vaccinated, you're fine. We got your tax burden by state. You got uh, firefighters fighting twelve thousand bees. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, how the Republican Party can get back on track. So much good stuff. Oh,
1: and we got to do must the, get we, to it. We got to do the full Matt Gates thing as he tries to rope Tucker Carlson into his weird sex world somehow. Well, and he's <laughs> no. Oh,
2: oh, wait, wait. Wow. What are you, Rachel Maddow now? Now? Oh, that was completely unfair he's to who? either a, Matt Gates is either Matt it's unfair to Matt Gates his weird sex stuff he's either a perv or he's being blackmailed extorted We'll dive deep into that troubling tale
1: I think the stuff he's admitting to is some weird sex stuff what do you mean F- flying around tons of hotties and putting them up in hotels and tons uh, of hotties he mentioned a girlfriend Rachel. No, what, what no, later, no, no, he did, no, he did not. Oh, this is troubling, folks. No, he did not. He said, I had girlfriends that I traveled around. I was a very generous beau or something like that, he a said. Provider. I was a very generous provider. I well, would put them in hotels and fly them around. S- sort of fella. Every father would love his gal to date. Bad Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the family's apparently wealthy, because they, they went after him, according to him, for $25 million. So... You don't do that with my family. The odd, confusing, and somebody's really nasty
2: in its story coming up.
1: Boy, we probably ought to have transition music for this, Michael. Yes. This is from uh, frivolent to v- super serious. What's our transition music for that? Frivolent. <laughs> All right. I got one more frivolent thing to say. Oh, um, boy. Why? Why? I just saw it again. Why the needle going into the arm when you talk about uh, the vaccine? What, what is that for? It's inevitable.
2: Are we all deaf in this scenario? It, or, uh, come on, people who are in charge of the B-roll. That's the pictures that go on behind the talking heads. Just something else. Anything. But jabbins. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um that's the part people don't like you realize that that's the part of the shot they don't like we're we you know all of us adults we probably can handle it we're fine. we're getting a shot but i you know i'm not thrilled about a needle being jammed into me right so why are you showing me that all the time people aren't going to watch more because you're showing needle punctures weird yeah i know it uh so the trial in the death of George Floyd continues it was an interesting day yesterday a couple of different people were on the stand Let's start with this uh, firefighter who witnessed what happened and was on the stand yesterday.
0: A day of powerful eyewitness accounts from several bystanders who testified they feel they watched George Floyd die in front of them. Minneapolis firefighter Genevieve Hansen was an off-duty bystander who is seen on video pleading with Chauvin to get off of Floyd and check Floyd's pulse. We told them, if he doesn't have a pulse, you need to start compressions, and that wasn't done either. Were you frustrated? Yes.
2: I watched a couple of hours of her testimony then her cross examination. and the, the day ended yesterday with her cross examination, which got pretty heated, but it was, a, it was powerful testimony.
1: I'll tell you what, a firefighter saying to a cop, you got to check his pulse. I don't think he's okay. And you just ignore her. He, I was watching some of the video yesterday and he's got a look on his face that I've had before about much less serious things. Where I've like been pissed off at a job that I've got or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, where I'm just like, all right, all right, I've just, I've had it so much. I'm just aggressively apathetic. Yeah. I would describe it as. Yeah. 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 He, He clearly had gone into that zone where he was just so freaking had it over. Whatever. Fighting the guy or dealing with crime in that neighborhood or, or whatever. You know, and then knows?
2: bystanders yelling at him during the entire incident.
1: Oh, right. But what, whatever, you know, uh, sent him over the edge. He was just like, I am one thing I am not going to do is what you people are telling me to do. I have just had it, including let, let's skip one here, Sean, to the MMA guy who said that that uh, was was telling him that hold is going to choke him out and kill him.
0: Another eyewitness, Donald Williams, testified he's a seasoned mixed martial artist and quickly identified Chauvin's neck restraint on George Floyd as potentially fatal. He asked Chauvin to let Floyd get up. The defense seemingly got under Williams' skin by intensely questioning him about calling the officers' foul names and threatening them.
1: In that statement, you said, like, I really wanted to beat the out of the police officers. Mm-hmm. You said that.
3: Yeah, I did. That's what I thought.
1: You were angry.
3: No, you can't pay, pay me on his angry.
2: You know, that was a weird tack by the defense attorney. Oh, so what you saw made you incredibly angry. And to the firefighter. Oh, so you're really, really upset. Yes. She At one point, she said, yeah, it's hard to
1: watch somebody die.
2: And he's like, oh, I was drinking for the record. Object, object.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting that the MMA guy... Um Wanted to say, no, no, I wasn't angry. I wasn't angry. I, I would have been said, yeah, I was angry. I was very angry. A guy that makes, you know, I pay with my tax money is murdering somebody in front of me. Because that's what you would have thought at the time. You mm-hmm. know, at the time you didn't know anything about his, you know, wh- wh- what drugs he'd swallowed or what he had in his body like that. I'm seeing a guy, if I'm just a, uh, somebody who walks up on this, I'm seeing a guy who's completely motionless. who looks like he might be dead. And a cop holding him down with his knee on his neck. Right I would think i 've seen a murder i 'd be mad i 'd be damn mad i 'd have been screaming at him too. The idea that screaming at chauvin at that point makes you some sort of lunatic or overly emotional is crazy
2: i don 't think that blow landed not at all having watched it live not at all um, I, I was sitting there imagining myself as a juror and um you know i don 't think you know they were trying to make the the point with a firefighter gal. People yelling at you, wouldn't that distract you from uh, putting out a fire? People questioning the way you're putting out the fire and the rest of it. And I thought, okay, yeah, it's tough on cops if people are yelling at them, definitely. But just it wasn't that powerful. wasn't that good. Didn't do much to disrupt the prosecution's narrative, in my opinion.
1: So Andy McCarthy, who writes for the National Review, which is a, a, a right-winger publication, said, never ask a question you don't need to ask. Chauvin lawyer gets clobbered by witnesses' gripping testimony. Let's play a little clip of that, and then we discuss it. That's the middle one we haven't played yet.
0: Another witness, whose face is not being shown because she was a juvenile at the time, testified that last summer she walked to Cup Foods with her then 8-year-old cousin. The teenager testified she walked the girl into the food store to shield her from the scene before walking back outside to record the incident on her phone. It is her video of Floyd being pinned to the ground that was seen around the world and a time she says still haunts her.
1: I stayed up apologizing to George Floyd for not doing more
4: and not saving his life.
1: So Andy McCarthy in National Review says, I couldn't understand why defense lawyer Eric Nelson questioned her at all other than to perhaps thank her for coming to court. It's the video that hurts Chauvin, not the kid who recorded it, and there's rarely an upside in asking pointed questions to a young, nervous, highly sympathetic witness. But for whatever reason, Nelson asked her a few questions about her interview by police Not overly hostile, but it didn't get him anywhere. Then, because I guess he figured he had to end with something, he concluded by asking her whether recording what happened to Floyd changed your life, to which, of course, she answered yes and went into what you just heard there. Uh, With that door swung wide open, Prosecutor Jerry Blackwell got up and redirected the examination and asked, could you tell the jury how it changed your life? And that's when she got into the emotional stuff about um, she sees her dad there as George Floyd and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, and at least wow. Andy McCarthy thinks that was just a terrible move by the defense lawyer to get into that at all. Now that he mentions
2: it, yeah, it was idiotic. You know, there's going to be a there. Yeah, there will be a lot of testimony, um, and and I'll follow it best I can because I find this stuff really interesting. Uh, but I think the whole thing is going to come down to the prosecution's going to have one or more medical experts saying the knee on the neck was unquestionably a huge factor in the man's death. And the defense is going to have medical experts up there saying, oh, no, 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 he, he the knee on the neck was not a significant cause whatsoever. And the jurors are going to go back to the jury room and figure out which one of them they
1: believe more. That'd be a tough one. That'd be a tough one. Uh, James uh, Gagliano, who you see on Fox News all the time, if you watch Fox News, he had a piece in the New York Post yesterday. What Derek Chauvin did to George Floyd was despic- despicable, but it's unlikely to get a murder conviction. But he goes to great lengths in this piece to say that Chauvin, an armed instrument of the state, what he did was repugnant and criminal, but it's not a murder. How the jury sees it, who knows? Yeah, the dude had clearly lost it and was into some sort of weird mental state. When the guy is completely motionless under your leg and you continue to have your knee, and people are screaming at you, he's dying or he's dead. Uh-huh. What is that?
2: I will just tell you this for some of our listeners who may be um, see the world in more black and white terms, and I don't mean that racially, um, it's either the the criminal or the cop, uh, the good guys or the bad guys uh, or everything's about race or what have what have you. I remember when this happened, um, I reached out to my quite a few friends who are current and former peace officers, and to a man, to a woman, they said, "There's no excuse for that within the training." There's no excuse for keeping him in that hole that long. There's no excuse. Um, So, you know, if you're pro-cop, you got to be pro-good cop.
1: Well, there was testimony yesterday, and I don't know if this will be refuted. The video should show it. There was testimony yesterday that said when the um, uh, emergency ambulance people got there, they had to push Chauvin off of his neck. If that's true, that's pretty damning. I missed that. I didn't hear that. That's crazy. That is crazy. Now the video I would think would show whether that happened. There's some video would. I would think. Yeah, I, yeah, it's
2: funny. They showed that part of the, the deal, but I, I didn't see it. I was d- d- busying myself while listening to it.:
1: Anyway, have another day of testimony tomorrow, and we'll bring you to hi- or today and we'll bring you to highlights tomorrow. We've got to get to Matt Gates and uh, Tucker Carlson and that whole thing. That's a representative from Florida who's being accused of sex trafficking a 17-year-old. That's what you're being accused of.
2: Yeah. Or being yeah.
1: investigated for. Right. In essence, and how the
2: Republican Party can turn itself around and seize the imagination of the American people, I really want to do that. It's important. And then we'll leave plenty of time to uh, go into the weird, bizarre, somebody's a criminal Matt Gates thing. It's coming up.
0: Armstrong. strong and getty
1: show so this representative from florida named matt gates caught up in an investigation about uh uh, underage sex trafficking or something he claims he he says he didn't do it and uh that he was being extorted for millions of dollars and the fbi his dad was wearing a wire it's complicated that's coming up next segment Yeah, it's
2: crazy. Straight out of a uh, spy movie, an adventure movie. So uh, I read this piece with great interest um, by uh, John Hart, who's writing for The Dispatch. He agrees with me, that, uh, and with Jack, for that matter. Jack, he uh, mentioned this plenty of times, that the, uh, the Republican Party is just doing a terrible job with messaging and with harnessing any sort of energy to counter the progressive onslaught of turning America into France at best. And he writes, the only thing more alarming than the size and scope of the Biden proposals is the degree to which Republicans are sleeping through them. They mention a couple of exceptions, but the way forward for conservatives is to go back to first principles, reacquainting ourselves with our foundational doctrines beginning with limited government and our founders' revolutionary conception of rights and equality. It would go a long way toward thwarting the progressive movement that's untethered from reality and politically overconfident. They mentioned that uh, fiscal conservatism really atrophied during the Trump era. Trump was not interested in that, um, <clears throat> and we got bad at that. Uh, but fiscal conservatism isn't just a branch of conservatism, but its root system. Our founders were preoccupied not just with the balance of power between branches of government, but between the people and their government. More government meant less freedom, and you can't expand government without funds. So you have to look at those additional funds as restricting freedom. He goes into when he was a staffer for the late U.S. Senator Tom Coburn, the bridge to nowhere, the uh, the, the what was the, the pig report and that sort of thing. It was uh, creating permanent, reasonable doubt about government's ability to set priorities and solve problems. Our message to voters still rings true. If you love freedom, justice, equality and prosperity, then choose less government and not more. He says, it's time for Republicans to get back to work. Republicans would do themselves a favor by spending as much time in the oversight gym as the TV green rooms. We need new icons, but the spirit of the message should be the same. Can you trust a government that wants to build bridges to nowhere or bullet trains in California, for instance, that'll never exist to take over health care and daycare? Um, The Republicans have easy openings. The Green New Deal is an unworkably heavy handed, top down, more government proposal that won't work. And then he goes into some detail on that, and it's, it's well written. The second challenge for Republicans is to counter Democrats' racial justice arguments with sound and constitutional arguments about human dignity and equality. Um, you've got to remind people that their rights come from God. They're not granted by the government. Um, we've got to reteach people to love liberty, and that, that love is definitely on the wane.
1: Well, I don't know how optimistic I am that that's a a possibility. It certainly hasn't been even in recent days as the Republican Party just rolled over for this $2 trillion COVID package that had hardly anything to do with COVID and let it happen. You
2: know, there's much more to this and it's eloquent and it's energizing. We'll post it at armstrongandgetty.com. On the other hand, you could have just written, hey, win one of the elections in Georgia. (laughs) Yeah. Have you ever thought about being better at your job? yeah running have you
0: considered being good at your jobs
2: Have you considered having eloquent, energetic, patriotic people run for office instead of just big donors?
1: Well, this guy we're about to talk uh, about Matt Gates of Florida who's a you know a darling of the right and uh, and Hitler to the left, but he definitely is more interested in being on TV than writing legislation as, as same as AOC, same as most Congress people nowadays that's that's what you do you 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 blast people on twitter and get on tv he's in a bit of a mess now stay tuned
0: armstrong and getty the armstrong and getty show
4: you just saw mac gates interview that was one of the weirdest interviews i've ever conducted that story just appeared in the news a couple of hours ago, and on the certainty that there's always more than you read in the newspaper, we immediately called Matt Gates and asked him to come on and tell us more, which, as you saw, he did I don't think that clarified much, uh, but it certainly showed this is a deeply interesting story, and we'll be we'll be following it
1: so that's Tucker Carlson from last night after he interviewed Matt. Gates of Florida, Representative. So let's do this in chronological order. Later in our show yesterday, it was busting all over Twitter that Representative Republican Matt Gates, who's a darling of the right and especially the Trumpy crowd and and a villain of the left, had announced that he may retire early from Congress and take a job as a pundit. And I didn't mention it on the air because I don't think you're near as interested in the various goings-on of Congress people as cable news and... Twitter is. Um, I certainly didn't care. But then, a couple of hours later, the New York Times breaks a story that he's being investigated for sex trafficking a 17-year-old across state lines. Mm, But really just dating
2: her and crossing state lines.
1: Yeah, really just being in a sexual relationship with a 17-year-old and they, they traveled across the state. Yeah, I think it's a misuse of the sex trafficking law. But anyway... So uh, that story just breaks, and then Tucker Carlson gets him on, because he's had Matt Gates on a whole bunch of times, and Tucker doesn't really know any more than you know what you've just heard, and starts asking him questions, and the interview gets weird fast.
3: (laughs) It is a horrible allegation, and it is a lie. The New York Times is running a story that I have traveled with a 17-year-old woman, and that is verifiably false. People can look at my travel records and see that that is not the case
1: um... okay so he denies that part of it but then he throws in this other part that nobody had heard of at all yet uh, dealing with extortion in his family what the heck
3: what is happening is an extortion of me and my family involving a former department of justice official on march sixteenth my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded twenty five million dollars in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away Our family was so troubled by that, we went to the local FBI and the FBI and the Department of Justice were so concerned about this attempted extortion of a member of Congress that they asked my dad to wear a wire, which he did with the former Department of Justice official. Tonight I am demanding that the Department of Justice and the FBI release the audio recordings that were made under their supervision and at their direction, which will prove my innocence and that will show that these allegations aren't true. They're merely intended to try to bleed my family out of money.
2: Okay, at this point, the shape of it looks like Guy is being extorted, blackmailed. The New York Times reports on the blackmail material as if it's true. He feels the need to defend his name and discloses prematurely That there is an extortion investigation going on. Calls on law enforcement to back him up. Have they yet? I don't think so. No. Of course, the FBI doesn't appreciate being told, you know that big secret investigation, you need to talk about it now. But so far, he sounds like a guy who's being extorted to me.
1: Okay. I think. Which part of this do you want next? Uh, I guess the next part.
3: This former Department of Justice official tomorrow... Was supposed to be contacted by my father so that specific instructions could be given regarding the wiring of four point five million dollars as a down payment on this bribe i don't think it's a coincidence that tonight somehow the new york times is leaking this information smearing me and ruining the investigation that would likely result in uh, one of the former colleagues of the current doj being brought to justice for trying to extort me and my family.
1: But the investigation started under Barr. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, It's not known that Barr, uh, specifically Barr, hasn't commented on it, but everybody who knows how the Justice Department works says investigating a member of the House for sex trafficking would have to go clear to the top. So uh, Attorney General Barr was involved in starting the investigation of the story. Or was it an
2: investigation of the extortion? That's not clear. So Matt Gates is claiming that the former Justice DOJ official, who's he's about to name, became aware of the investigation and leaked the untrue allegations to the New York Times to blow it all up. And
1: then, I think. Well, how is he going to get his money that way? Well, he can't. Well, I mean, once you know, if somebody says I'm
2: going to extort you that you've been cheating on Judy. And then it's in the New York Times the next day. You can't extort me anymore,
1: <laughs> right? So, right. I, it, so that would be a weird thing. That's a weird playbook for the
2: extorter to run. Then I mean, as bright and articulate as Matt Gates clearly is, I'm a little confused what he's suggesting. All right, let's go ahead. Roll on with 43.
4: Who, first of all, who is this Department of Justice former employee who's trying to extort the money from you?
3: You say his name is David McGee. He was a top official in the leadership in the northern district of florida as a prosecutor he currently works at the Beggs and lane law firm as a matter of fact one of the recordings that was made at the fbi and department of justice request occurred at that law firm and the money that was supposed to be paid today that would have shown even more evidence of david mcgee's work in this extortion scheme that was foiled by the new york times story and i believe that's why this uh... this horrible information and these terrible allegations have been used this evening.
1: So Representative Gates is uh, is saying that his dad was going to show up at that law firm with $4 million, a down payment on the $25 million uh, extortion money, right? Right, to keep the story quiet or make it go away or something like that. But why do you, if you didn't do it, why do you need to go through with any of this anyway? Well, yeah, right.
2: Well, and then the whole... And I believe that explains the timing of the New York Times piece. I don't get that. I think it's notable that this chap, who he's accusing, uh, who's denied everything, but he's a northern Florida guy too, because Ga- Gates is a panhandle.
1: Yeah, I got more on that on McGee uh, in just a second. A quick word from our. So, oh, and some great tape, some hilariously oh, yeah.
2: uncomfortable tape where, where, for he, you.
1: where he throws Tucker under the bus for some weird reason, kind of yeah
2: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, a quick word from our friends at Carshield they help protect you from paying thousands for a covered repair, Maybe your air conditioner goes out, or the GPS stops working in your car. Your car doesn't care what your savings account is there for. Your car is going to gobble up that money if you let
1: it. What if they both go out at the same time and you're driving around in circles just sweating bullets? Oh, that'd be awful. It's a nightmare. There are two different feelings you can have driving a car. The feeling you've got when you've got a warranty and the feeling you've got when you don't have one. Those are two different things. I, I know that from experience. Right now when your car breaks down, if you're with CarShield, you don't have to worry about it. They've helped over a million drivers. They are America's number one auto protection company. You get to choose your favorite mechanic to do, to do the work. Roadside assistant, rental coverage, it's great. Get coverage
2: today because your car doesn't care what you're saving for. Go to CarShield.com. Use the code Armstrong to save 10%. That's CarShield.com. The code is Armstrong. A deductible may apply. Go to CarShield.com and use the code Armstrong.
1: I don't know what's happening in this story. It's, I don't know. The, the guy that is conf the most confusing is often the person that's lying. And I think Gates is really confusing here. Like, I don't get how you get extorted. If you didn't do anything wrong, you can come to me today and say, pay us $25 million or we'll tell you, we'll tell everybody about the 17 year old girl. And I'll say, all right, go ahead. I didn't do anything. I'll, I'll, I'll take it on. Yeah, I'm not yeah. going to give you any money. Yeah, Um,
2: you're you're right. I hate to prejudge a guy based on confusing interviews, but you're right. That is odd.
1: So this David McGee... and Well, well, except if the
2: FBI is involved and it's an extortion investigation, you might go ahead and pay part of it just to get everybody dirty. It's like you go ahead and actually do the drug deal so that you can prosecute them. How about that, huh?
1: I don't know. I don't know Except how it would ever get that far. Except they extorting him for something that yeah, didn't happen. I don't know how it would ever get that far. All right, all right. Um, so this Dave, David McGee. So the one thing in in Gates's favor, I think, because this would be a crazy thing to do. He's a lawyer, and he's tied in in Florida. He's a big deal in Florida. I didn't realize this till this morning. Gates's family is super crazy rich. That's how you would get extorted for 25 million dollars. He got that kind of money. And his dad is a big player in politics. Joe Scarborough was talking this morning about how I've known the Gates family my whole life. They're major players. They donated to my campaigns mm. when I was in Congress. So they're they're a big deal.
2: Yeah, but, if somebody went to my dad and said you got to pay twenty five million dollars, or I'm going to slander
1: Joe, he'd crack up. Twenty five million. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's funny. But Matt Gates is smart enough as a lawyer to know you just can't go naming people and law firms and claiming your they're extortionists without getting into some serious trouble, unless you can prove that that's true. But this David McGee, former federal prosecutor, prosecutor in Florida, has come out and said. None of this is true. This is a blatant attempt to distract from the sex trafficking, st- trafficking probe, but it is completely false. I have no connection with that case at all, other than one of a thousand people who have heard rumors about it.
2: How interesting. That's a pretty full-throated
4: denial. Uh, I'd say. All right, here's
2: another head-scratcher of a clip. Go ahead with 44.
4: You're saying that David McGee was motivated by greed, he was trying to extort money from your family. That's his motivation, you're saying.
3: Uh, I know that there was a demand for money in exchange for a commitment that he could make this investigation go away along with his co-conspirators. They even claim to have specific connections inside the Biden White House. Now, I don't know if that's true. They were promising that Joe Biden would pardon me. Obviously, I don't need a pardon. I'm not seeking a pardon. I've not done anything improper or wrong. If Joe Biden
1: pardoned Matt Getz for anything, the left would go (laughs) berserko. Wait a
2: minute. I'm just trying to understand the proposal. Okay, so I'm blackmailing you. You're a child sex perv. If you pay us, I'll keep
1: it quiet, and then the president will pardon you in secret. Or for what? I don't know. Um. So yeah, this is this is starting to sound a little. Uh, you well, know, there are a lot of holes. So we we got to get to the funny part because there's there's more to talk about. Well, we got to get to yeah yeah. Let's get to um. Uh, Forty six, I think. Okay, really. yeah.
3: Well, 45 45 uh, and 46, uh, 46, yeah. But what I am troubled by uh, is the real motivation for all of this. You know, just tonight, Ted lou a Democrat, is calling on me to be removed from the House Judiciary Committee. And I believe we are in an era of our politics now, Tucker, where people are smeared to try to take them out of the conversation. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You (laughs) were accused of something that you did not do. And so you know what this feels like. You know the pain it can bring to your family. And you know how it just puts people on defense when you're accused of something so salacious and awful. But it did not happen. It is not true. And the fact that it is the basis of this attempt to extort my family tells a lot. And if the FBI and Department of Justice will release the tapes that they are in possession of, the American people will see what is really going on. They,
4: you just referred to a, a mentally ill viewer who accused me of a sex crime 20 years ago, um, and it, of course it was it was not true. I never met the person. Um, but but I I do agree with you that being accused falsely is one of the worst things that can happen. <laughs> Listen, we would be
2: cheating the folks yeah. oh, if yeah. we
4: didn't hit them with the next several clips. Well, so,
1: well, how about we take a break and then right. come back and do it all? Because that's just so rich. What, what, did Tucker, I loved watching Tucker's face during this interview. Like, why? Why are you? Why are you saying I'm not the only one in this scream accused of a terrible sex crime? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then the
2: whole Tucker, you know the girl thing is coming up, and it is <laughs> funny. Don't go
4: away, you lying creep.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
3: Well, it out. I'm not the only person on screen right now who's been falsely accused of a terrible sex act. You were accused of something that you did not do, and so you know what this feels like.
1: Wow, uh,
2: thanks, thanks for clarifying that whole did not do thing. <laughs> 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 I'm nervous there for a minute.
1: <laughs> we're trying to figure out why Matt Gates brought that up with Tucker Carlson last night as he's trying to defend himself. So well,
2: I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's awful to be falsely accused, Tucker. Help me out. Throw a, throw a brother a line here.
1: Matt Gates, who said, on March 16th, my father got a text message demanding a meeting wherein a person demanded $25 million in exchange for making horrible sex trafficking allegations against me go away. Why wouldn't you just say, no, nah, I'm not going to do that? I don't. Well, they, they say they
2: went to the FBI, which is an even better thing to do. If somebody's trying to extort a sitting congressman, they ought to go to the FBI. Okay. That's what they claim to do. But uh, anyway,
4: Tucker knows this girl, right? you you remember uh, clip 46? What is the basis of that investigation? What is the allegation? Is that really not very clear from these news stories?
3: Yeah, again, I only know what i've read in the new york times uh, i can say that actually you and i went to dinner uh, about two years ago your wife was there and i brought a friend of mine you'll remember her and she was actually threatened by the fbi told that if she wouldn't cop to the fact that somehow i was involved in some pay for play scheme uh, that she could face trouble and so uh, i do believe that there are people at the department of justice who are trying to smear me uh... you know providing for flights Uh, And hotel rooms for people that you're dating who are of legal age is not a crime. Uh, And I'm just troubled that the lack of any sort of legitimate uh, investigation into me would then permute, would then convert into this extortion attempt.
4: I I don't remember the the woman you're speaking of or the context (laughs) at all, honestly. (laughs) And wait a minute, so... (laughs) Do you remember when we went out to eat together
1: and the girl I was with? I... I don't remember any of that. What are you talking about?
2: (laughs) Well, and then dinner table events. Is it the, the current DOJ or the old one was threatening the girl for not if she wouldn't go along with a pay for play scheme, which is new now that now we find out that evidently there's an investigation of that. And then there was one other odd thing in there that he said. That didn't make any sense.
1: The um, uh, flying in girlfriends around uh, hotels and flights and stuff. He talks oh, about oh. being okay. Why would you try to criminalize that?
2: Or just one thing. I, I think I remember the weird thing is that the only thing he knows about the accusation is what he read in the New York Times. But I thought he was being extorted by an uh,
1: extortionist. That was something Jonah Goldberg pointed out. He thought that was the biggest takeaway really okay. was the how how are you learning everything from the new york times if you're like on the inside of this thing Ah, uh, yeah yeah whoops um by the way the age of consent in florida is 18 but in the nearby states all the nearby states mississippi alabama georgia south carolina and north carolina it's 16 in all those states huh. so if he was dating a 17 year old I think he could take her to one of those other states and legally have sex with her, couldn't he? Right, right. But I, we need to get to the next clip, because out of
4: nowhere comes clip 48. How long has this investigation been going on, do you know? I I don't know. When were you first informed of it?
3: Uh, you know, again, I I, I really saw this as a deeply troubling challenge for my family on March 16th, when people were you know, talking about a minor and that there were pictures of me with child prostitutes. Uh, that's obviously false. There will be no such pictures because no such thing happened. Um, but really on March 16th was when this got going from the extortion standpoint.
1: Child prostitute pictures. He he just brought that up. Yeah, he introduced that to the story. That was a no newspaper article or anything. He introduced that angle for some reason. So somebody somewhere on March sixteenth was that part of the extortion? That was the text his dad got about show up today with twenty five million dollars. The world will find out.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, there's something extremely
1: hinky going on. <laughs> Well, he made a very specific accusation against that former DOG guy, McGee, and that McGee has made a very specific denial. Here's how uh, Tucker ended the show. I thought this was, uh, this was fun. Tomorrow
4: night, Matt Gates for the hour. Just kidding. <laughs> Feel your soul being crushed yet? D- does he ever have Matt Gates on again? I,
2: I don't know. <laughs> oh, yeah, if he'll go on. I mean, because that was a goldmine, and they're pretty closely aligned politically in
1: a lot of ways, too. I don't I don't know. I have no idea what's going on with this story. Yeah, I, a theory is forming in my head. So is he married Gates? I haven't gotten into any of that. Is I don't think he is, no. Okay. Uh, although I could be wrong, I don't know. So I just okay. wondered if that played a role. Is is, is his main thing not letting his fiancé find out he was flying some girl around during the period of time he was with her?
2: Andor there's a pay-for-play investigation going on, and he launched this whole Dominion voting machine-style crazy story to just cloud the water. I
1: don't know. <sighs> It'll come out, though. I would guess. Armstrong and Getty.